If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything that you need all in one place. Let me tell you about it. Anchor has all the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, it can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it is totally free. So, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. So, today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a shorter podcast, and it's going to be a podcast that is actually pulled from a video that I did a few weeks back on my YouTube channel where I shared some tips and tricks about fall fishing. And so, what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start pulling the audio off of these videos and turning them into podcasts for you guys so that if you don't have time to take out and sit down and watch a video, you can listen to the information on the run. It'll be turned into podcast form so you can listen to it while you're on the way to the gym, at the gym, working, mowing, sitting in your office, wherever you happen to be that you can't just crank up YouTube and start watching a video and just make it a little bit more efficient for you guys. Now, Usually I pull all the audio from my Friday night lives and turn them into podcasts, but I've been taking a little bit of a break lately. If for you guys that don't know, I'm actually an elementary school teacher, and so the whole time I was doing Friday night lives, I had time off, nearly six months because of the whole quarantine thing. Well, now that I'm back at work, I cherish those Friday nights. I'm sure you guys understand once you've had a busy, stressful week, you just kind of cherish Friday night to hang out with your family, hang out with your wife, go fish and do whatever you want to do, and so I've kind of put the Friday night lives off for right now until we get back probably on summer break and I can have those Fridays back to hang out and to make podcasts. But until then, I want to keep giving you guys podcasts to listen to. And a lot of people say, hey man, I love the videos. I listen to the audio. So what I've done is I've turned this into podcast form so you guys can listen to it on the run if you want to and just be able to have a more efficient way to listen to the podcast. So that's what I've done. Just wanted to take a minute and tell you guys that and also, of course, tell you that this podcast is sponsored by Monster Bass. For you guys that don't know what Monster Bass is, it is a subscription-based company. And once a month, we're going to send a box full of tackle straight to your front door. Now, what's cool about Monster Bass is it's not a new idea to the market, but it's a new way of kind of executing on that idea. What we do is we handpick the baits that come in the box. So what that means is somebody in the region of the country that you live in, as well as the time of year that you're fishing, is going to be picking the baits that come in your box to make sure that you have the tools that you need to go out and go catch some bass. And really the idea with Monster Bass is to broaden and to deepen your tackle box so that you guys have more tools to go out and catch fish in your area. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, I'll have a code down below. It is SAVE15, that is S-A-V, the number 15. It'll get you $15 off your first Monster Bass box. Go down there click that link get yourself a monster bass box and check it out but as always guys thank you for tuning in to thank you for taking time out of your busy week to come listen to the podcast and enjoy today's episode welcome to the electric fishing podcast
Let's talk frog fishing. Frog fishing is my absolute favorite way to catch a bass. And I'll be honest, if I could catch bass on a frog 24-7, 365, and always put fish into the boat with this thing, I would probably sell everything else and just have a frog and a frog rod on the deck of the boat. I just love freaking frog fishing. And that's what we're we'll talking about today. We're going to be talking about frog fishing and how I learned how to take the frog and throw it in a bunch of different scenarios, not just in the grass and in the slop and all the nasty stuff. And how when I figured out how to fish that frog in all those different areas and you know what to do, what to look for, and you know how to actually fish the frog, I started putting a lot bigger fish and a lot more quality fish into the boat, the bank, the kayak, and wherever I happen to be fishing. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into this video, I want to thank you you guys for taking time out of your busy week to come hang out with me and to watch this video. The channel has been growing like crazy lately and it's all because of you guys. You guys are taking time out of your busy days, your busy weeks, and watching these videos, sharing these videos, commenting on the content, just everything like that. And I cannot tell you guys how much I appreciate it. It has been awesome to see the community grow. And to keep the community growing, if you are new to my channel, please hit that subscribe button, the like button, and go down below and leave a comment and let me know that you are new to my channel. I love to get to know all my new subscribers. Also, go down in the description. I'm going to have a link to my podcast. So I do have a podcast and for a while there, I was producing a podcast every single week because what I was doing is I was doing a live stream on my YouTube channel every Friday night and I would take the audio from that and I would turn it into a podcast. But because my weeks are getting busy, just like a lot of you guys, I went back to work. I'm a school teacher for you guys that don't know. I started to cherish those Friday nights, spending time with my wife, with my family, with the dogs, going fishing, those kinds of things. And so I stopped doing the Friday night lives for right now. And what I'm going to start doing is pulling the audio from these tips videos and turning them into podcasts. That way, if your guys' weeks get busy, you don't have a chance to watch the video, you can go listen to the audio from the video while you're going down to the gym, on the way to work, on the way home from work, while you're at the gym, mowing your yard, sitting in your office, whatever you happen to be doing, you can listen to the audio form of this video so go down below subscribe to my podcast podcast is available on every platform that you can imagine spotify apple google all the platforms are available so go down below and join the Alex Road fishing community in podcast form as well but let's get into this video and let's start talking about frog fishing so my frog fishing journey started i think where everybody else does you know and that is fishing a frog in the grass or in the slop or the moss or whatever you want to call it you know in those nasty areas where you can't seem to get any other bait you can get the frog in there and you can get some awesome blow-ups and you know for me I've had a ton of success fishing in the grass with the frog this time of year is one of my favorite things to do is to go out find those big grass flats those big grass areas and throw the frog and get blow-ups on it but it was really when I started to fish the frog in other areas and mainly in open water in places that I couldn't put other top waters and in situations where other top waters just didn't work that I started putting even more and bigger fish into the boat. And really the whole journey started for me in open water frog fishing and walking the frog in a situation where I actually went fishing with the frog and took the frog and had it tied on because I thought where I was going was going to be just nothing but grass. And when we got there, there was a lot of grass, but the fish weren't orienting to it. They were actually orienting to the more open water areas. And I thought, you know what? I got this frog tied on. I'm going to throw it up in these areas. I'm just going to chug it out of there because I didn't know how to walk the frog at that time. And I started getting a ton of big blow-ups and started really kind of forming 
an idea of how I needed to fish that frog to get even bigger bites out of those areas. And that's where the open water frog fishing for me started. So we're gonna talk about open water frog fishing and kind of that whole scenario and what I look for. And then we're gonna talk about fishing in the mat and all the gear and all the frogs that I like to use. So I got a frog box here. I've got a little bit of a frog addiction, to be honest with you. Um, I've got all kinds of different frogs. I've got Japanese frogs, American frogs, Spros, Strike King, Six Cents, Jackal, Norries, you name it. There's a little bit of everything in that frog box. And I'll be honest with you, like when February rolls around, I start getting the itch to go frog fishing when there's absolutely no frog bite here in Tennessee. And I start buying frogs offline just to kind of itch that itch of wanting to go frog fishing. But it all started for me with just your standard frog. You know, you're just, Standard chug it along, what you would fish in the mat, you know, what everybody can go to the store and buy. This is a Spro Bronze 65. This is my absolute favorite frog ever made. And that's kind of where my frog fishing journey started because I hadn't really ever dabbled in anything other than that because all I'd ever fished with the frog is the grass. And so that's where I started learning how to open water frog fish was with this frog. And it wasn't until later on that I started buying some of these frogs, these frogs that are designed to walk the dog, to walk the frog, to fish in open water, that I started experimenting with these. So, you know, to start out by saying this, you can walk any frog. Any frog, you can walk it. It just takes some practice to learn how each frog likes to be worked because they're not all the same. Depending on the body shape, the mouth shape, you know, the tail shape. I mean, all these frogs are essentially the same bait, but they are all made very different. You know, where the weight sits on the frog and all that. And so you can walk nearly any frog. It's just learning how to walk it. But then you can also get into more of these open water frog fishing situations where you have walking frog specific frogs. So if you look at my box, you're gonna see normal frogs and walking frogs. Now, like I said, my journey started with just your standard frog. And, and when I started open water frog fishing, I kind of started to call it finesse topwater fishing. And a lot of people were like, Alex, there's nothing finesse about a frog. 65 pound braid, 7.4 heavy rod, you know, big line, big reels, big rods, big hooks in the frogs. There's nothing finesse about it. But really when I started to figure it out, it was honestly a finesse application. Because if you look at this frog, and you compare it to something like a spook or even a popper or a buzzbait or a whopper plopper, this thing is technically super finesse. There's no big treble hooks hanging off the bottom. There's no loud rattles. It's not that big, both in diameter and in length. It is a very small, compact presentation and, and really a small, compact bait for those fish to eat. And it does a really good job of mimicking things like small bluegills, small shad, and other things like that. And it also allowed me to fish this bait in areas and situations where you couldn't get any other topwater bait. And so what I mean by that is up under laydowns, up under docks, around grassy areas that aren't fully matted or where you know fish are orienting to things like bushes and trees in the water and things like that. Places where if you threw a treble hook bait, you were gonna get hung up. But also if you threw those bigger, louder topwater baits, you would just spook those fish off. And that's really where I started to figure out, man, the frog is a deadly, deadly tool in those situations. I was fishing a lot of clear river water where I could literally see the fish up on the bank. But if I threw a spook up in there, they wouldn't eat it. A buzz bait, they wouldn't eat it. A spinner bait, they wouldn't eat it. Even certain soft plastics, it would spook them away. But something about the frog and just that very passive, non-intrusive, smaller size presentation would get those fish to eat. 
and then how I could actually work the frog when I learned how to walk it. And what's awesome about when you fish a frog on braid is you have a direct, no stretch contact to that bait. And it's very small and maneuverable and so you can essentially get it to set still. And that's really where I started to find a ton of success with this bait. I would skip it up under a tree limb or skip it up next to a lay down or a brush pile and I would just barely move it. You know, you could twitch that rod tip and that bait would simply twist out. Just 180, just like that. And it would barely move forward. It would sit in an area. I could literally almost get it to sit still depending on which frog that I was throwing or what I was throwing it around. And a lot of times I would barely move that frog, only twitching it every few seconds. And those bigger than average fish would take the chance to eat that thing. And when they ate it, they would suck it to the back of their throat because it was in open water. And I was able to get a lot of big fish into the boat bank kayak you know wherever i was fishing from at that moment and that's really where i found the success with the frog is a more finesse slow presentation with the frog you know there was sometimes i could throw it in there and just chug that bad boy right out just walking it right out almost like you'd walk a spook and it would get bites but then there was a lot of times when that water would clear up or when those fish would get pressured and fishing around you know pressured fish even out of that river i could take this frog anywhere main lake different bodies of water lakes that you wouldn't even consider fishing a frog on and i was able to get bites because i was able to fish this thing in a way that was very slow very non-intrusive very finesse and able to get bites and so just for me that that is where the frog really shined in catching those bigger than average fish and really where i want a lot of people to realize that when you get outside and start thinking outside the box you can get some really big bites now while open water frog fishing i i really started to experiment with colors on the frog and that's really where i started to find that colors really matter you know when i think of fishing a frog in the mat i don't really believe color matters a tremendous amount really what you're wanting to do is create a good silhouette and a good indention into that mat to get those fish's attention but when you're open water frog fishing especially when you're moving that thing really really slow those fish have time to examine that frog and so i started experimenting with a lot of different colors and a lot of different shapes to get bites and i really settled on three main staples number one is some kind of shad bluegill natural pattern something with a little bit of silver in it and maybe just a little flash of a color something with a lot of blues greens more natural colors and you know you say alex you're showing me the top the top doesn't really matter but when you look at this frog like this spitting shad the thing will actually roll down on its side and a lot of the times the fish can see all of the side and all of the top of that bait and then what the skirt material colors actually were too so something with a lots of blues greens something that did a really good job of mimicking shad and bluegill then just a kind of opaque white uh, I've really found like in a little bit dingier or dirtier water or situations where the water isn't super clear that some kind of opaque white color does really well as well as days when there's a lot of cloud cover. Those more opaque whites will do really, really well. And then some kind of dark base um, with some flash in it or even something even a little bit crazier like this. Something with those broader flashes of color, something that was just totally off the wall and i really fished those frogs in that little bit dirtier water even muddy water and that was a bait that i actually chose for four baits to fish muddy water and that was because i had had a ton of success fishing those really bright 
loud color frogs or even dark color frogs in muddy water, but still fishing them really slow in open water like I would fish the normal frog. And you know, I really believe that for me, 99% of the time, I'm not ever mimicking a frog. I'm mimicking some kind of bluegill or some kind of bait fish because that is primarily what my bass eat. They eat bait fish, bluegill, and crawdads. Obviously, a fish will eat a frog. I've seen bass eat a frog. I've seen them eat baby ducks, and I've seen them take swaps at muskrats. I mean, they'll try to eat anything, but 99% of the time, you're going to be mimicking some kind of blue kill or some kind of shad. And so having some kind of shad pattern, especially, again, open water frog fishing, I think is very important. And so the frogs that I really chose, the ones I go with most of the time, are that Spro Spitting Shad. You guys can see this thing is all beat up, all eat up. It's got teeth marks all over it. And then your Spro Bronze Eye 65. Again, you guys can see this thing is all ate up, all tore to crap. Another frog that I've been experimenting with lately and having some success on is the Strike King Pad Perch. Again, another frog that you can walk really, really easy. And they're doing some really cool things with the colors, very lifelike color combinations and things like that. But just something different to mix it up. But really those two frogs, the Spro frogs, are the ones that I've had the most success on. And they're able to catch a ton of fish. I mean, this one frog right here has well over 200 fish on it. This one, several, I would say at least 100 fish on this thing as well. I mean, they can get blow up after blow up. You just, I mean, jack those fish's face, bring them out of anything, and they just keep on kicking. Good hooks, they got the Gamagatsu hooks in them. Good bodies that don't tear easy. And for me, honestly, you know, the Spro frogs and any of those frogs kind of in that same category are worth it to me. They're a little bit more expensive, but they're gonna last you a long time and you're gonna get a lot of frog fish in the boat and not have to worry about those hooks bending out because I've had some really bad experiences with some other frogs of hooks bending out and with these frogs, I don't really have to worry about it. So that's really kind of my open water frog fishing, you know, experience where I found that those frogs work the best. Now, as far as fishing in the mat, like I said, I am very, very simple when it comes to frog fishing. I am going to be throwing like your Spro Bronze Eye 65. Um, another one that I like is the Nori's NS65. Um, this is a Japanese frog. These are actually available in Tackle Warehouse. This thing is the ultimate grass fishing frog it makes a really good indention in the mat has a really good sound very soft big stout hooks you don't have to worry about them but i'm going to either throw a white or a black or some kind of again crazy color now i don't believe that frog fishing in the mat again the colors matter a whole whole lot unless you're fishing some kind of broke up sparse vegetation and then i think sometimes it actually can matter um, as of late, I'm throwing this one right here. This is just a white belly with some white and blue in the legs. The reason for that, my fish are focused in on shad. There are millions and millions of shad moved up shallow. They're using the grass mats, and so those fish are going to be focused in on those shad. And the other day was kind of a cloudy, overcast day, so that more opaque white color did really well in the mat for me. And as far as gear... I'm fishing the same gear both in open water and in the mat. I want a big heavy frog rod and for some people walking the frog with the heavier rod can be tough but I've just kind of taught myself how to do it. Number one because I want the power. You've got two big 
hooks in that frog. It's essentially like two jig hooks. And so you want as much power as you can to get those hooks into that frog. And I think a lot of people don't have a ton of success with the frog and getting frog fish hooked up because they're not using heavy enough of a rod. And so I use a 7.4 heavy fast action loose super grip rod. This is actually the pitching frog and rod by them. Grip is really cool on the super grip rod. It's got that topped off golf club style handle and what that does is it keeps the rod from torquing in your hands and i've got that paired up with a lose classic pro now i'm using the lose classic pro it's a 59 dollars reel from lose and i put it on here just to try to break it and i'll be honest i've not been able to break it yet we're going on a special trip next week to a Grassfield lake, so we're gonna see if we can break it there and then i've got that paired up with some 50 pound strike king braid um I really believe like 50 pound is all you need. I've never seen a situation, at least around me, that anything more than 50 pound was needed. Um, I think 65 pound is overkill, and I like 50 because it's that good middle ground. It's a little bit heavier than 40, not as thick a diameter as 65, and so I can put a lot of it on the reel and still make good long cast when I'm either trying to set off a fish in open water frog fish form or fish in the map in fish form. But, I mean, guys, you know, I think the biggest takeaway from this video that I want you guys to, to get is to try the frog in situations where you wouldn't normally put a frog. Whether it be under a boat dock, under some overhanging trees, into a lay down, around bushes, somewhere that you can't normally put a spook or a popper or a buzz bait, or in a situation where you feel like you're going to spook a fish with one of those other types of topwaters or baits. Pick up the frog and throw it. Take your time, fish it slow, fish it methodically, treat it almost like you're finesse fishing, and I think you'll be super, super surprised what can actually happen in those situations. But, as always guys, thank you for watching. Questions or comments, you know where to go leave them, please leave them in the comment section down below. I'll link all the frogs down below so you guys can go check them out. They're all frogs that I trust to catch fish and all that kind of stuff. I'll also link Rod Reel, all of that. And also hit the link to my podcast so you guys can check it out. But as always, you guys are sweet. And thank you for watching.